0: Hey, I gotta tell you, I'm going on a cruise with a whole bunch of rebels. We're sailing out of Fort Lauderdale on March 23rd, and we're gonna bring some of our favorite rebel
1: talent. And you are invited. That's (laughs) rebelnewscruise.com.
0: Good afternoon ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the daily roundup on this a tuesday october 10th 2023 i'm david menzies and my co-host well let me tell you a little bit about my co-host folks do you know that today is national angel food cake day and my co-host does not celebrate national angel food cake day because well She's just so gosh darn angelic as is. She is the she-devil with a spatula. She is the Khaleesi of the greater Coburg area. She is... Tamara Ugolini, how you doing there, Tamara? Did you have a nice Thanksgiving. My,
2: what an introduction! Yes, I, I was going to say that I'm very angelic, so thank you for that cross reference. Really appreciate it. I did have a good Thanksgiving, despite the very sad and tragic world events that are taking place. Um, I celebrated my birthday as well over the weekend. Oh, so happy birthday! Thank you. I took some time to just kind of disconnect, which you know, in hindsight, was maybe uh, inappropriate. Appropriate, but also very much needed over the weekend. So, and you, David, you're out in the field all weekend, so I don't even think you had a turkey dinner.
0: Yes, you know what? uh, And we'll get to this uh, a little later on, but um, I thought, even though we're a world away from the Middle East, the feeling of Thanksgiving this year. It was a very melancholy one, uh, given the events um, and the fact that I I didn't really get to celebrate it. But I'm not complaining because uh, there were so many important uh, events Mm -hmm. to cover right here Mm -hmm. in our backyard. Um, Thank goodness, Tamara, that Ezra is dispatching Avi Yamini from Australia to Israel. I think he lands there tomorrow, folks. And it's not just to cover the war, which is important. But it's to cover those who are covering the war mm-hmm. in the mainstream media, because you know very soon the bullshit cycle will start. The demonization and vilification of the victim, Israel, uh, will get underway. And uh, I think our Yamini was going to act as a one-man fact checker, and I couldn't think of a better journalist to cover, uh, you know, this this uh, tragic. Event, folks, because Avi uh, has spent many years in Israel. He was an IDF member. Uh, he knows the country, he has connections there. So, this is, I, I can hardly wait. And, uh, you know, thank goodness we have a guy like Avi to uh, keep the media honest, if that's indeed in the realm of possibility these days.
2: Well, and just contrasting their reports as well. And they've we've launched a campaign to support Avi and follow along as they give you breaking on the ground reports. Um, that new website is thetruthaboutthewar.com. So there we already have lots of articles and video clips about what that has transpired since Saturday when the news broke out of the attacks. Um, and the the escalation that has resulted. But before we get into that news, we have to, we want to share with you that Rebel News is bringing you the latest and next Rebel News Live event. So that's a great way for you to come out and support us in our journalistic endeavors, but also to gather with us in person, unabated. You know, David Menzies and I co-host in studio. Typically, we had a little bit of a break there for several weeks while the studio had some renovations and then there was other issues and then you were traveling. So it is always so nice, though, to get together in person and you really can't compare um, to gathering you can even call it that, virtually or via electronics. So we are doing our next in-person, in-the-flesh event in Calgary on Saturday, November the 18th, uh, rebelnewslive.com. That's where you can find out more and get your tickets. We're still securing some speakers, but it's a great way for you to... Hear from certain keynote speakers, have great food, mu- music, socialize, and of course, uh, purchase exclusive Rebel News merchandise and our latest books. So I would urge everyone who's interested in or in the Calgary area to head over to rebelnewslive.com buy your tickets and stay tuned as we announce our speaker list over the next few weeks. Um, And then you can find the list from last year. So Tamara Leach, Arthur Pawlowski, Julie Panessi, Maxime Bernier, Andrew Lawton, and the list goes on and on. But um, I'm sure there will be equally as intriguing speakers to bring to you in a little bit over a month so get get it while it lasts because these these events continually seem to be selling out so um purchase them now before it does
0: i love these events uh, tamara and one of the reasons is the members of the audience who are our supporters um you couldn't you know, encounter a better bunch of people and to see them live, shake their hands, hear their stories, uh, it's fantastic. So it's very much uh, symbiotic. Uh, You're coming for the speakers and and the special guests and um, we get to meet you, Mm -hmm. which is always a pleasure indeed. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Saturday, November 18th, correct?
2: That's it. In Calgary. In Calgary. All right then. And more speakers to be announced soon. So follow along there at rebelnewslive.com. Well, without further ado, we have the recent unfoldings in the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area. Oh, of... Sorry to
0: interrupt, Tamara. Don't you at this point usually do the whole housekeeping? Yeah, thing I'm getting,
2: getting, I'm getting ahead <laughs> of getting myself, ahead. aren't I? <laughs> Thanks, David, for no that way. reminder. <laughs> yeah. So, for those of you who are just tuning in, this is our daily mm-hmm. roundup, our way to dissect and bring you the newsiest news items of the day, or in this case, of the weekend and the holiday Monday here in Canada. We had Thanksgiving. Monday yesterday, so it was a holiday for us, some of us, or (laughs) none really of us. But anyway, um, so we do this every day from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, and we stream on a few different platforms. You can find us on Rumble, Odyssey, Getter, and the censorious one, which is YouTube. And because we've been demonetized completely from YouTube, we can no longer get those small monetary donations to have comments read on air. But if you join us over on Rumble, which for the meantime is being hailed as the free speech platform, you can give us what's called a Rumble rant and it's a great way for you to support our efforts, keep our lights on, fund our equipment and our endeavors, and also have your comment read live on air by us. So if you head on over to Rumble, give us what's called a Rumble rant through a small monetary donation. We will make sure that we get to your comment at some point throughout our live on the air commentary. And with that, David, maybe you can take us through the series of events. You were out in the field over the weekend, as we mentioned, covering some of these rallies in the greater Toronto area.
0: And it was truly a tale of two demonstrations. First of all, around two o'clock at Nathan Phillips Square, we had, uh, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, folks, but I'm going to say it, a pro-Hamas demonstration. Can you imagine as the Israeli death toll, I believe at last count, is approaching 1,000 Um, and the most horrific acts of terrorism, I'm so sorry, I might have offended some reporters at the CBC, they're not allowed to use the T word, um, to describe uh, terrorism. But everything from innocent civilians being, um, killed, uh, dismembered, their bodies paraded, uh, through the streets, now we have, uh, stories of, uh, babies uh being behaved beheaded you know a lot of people are saying you know these animals and people go oh no 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 don't don't call them uh animals uh that that, that's not right and you know i agree with that because i think that's an insult to the animal kingdom folks animals don't behave like this this is beyond animalistic behavior but -hmm. in any event here i am tamara on uh, my holiday monday thanksgiving Mm day and i'm thinking we have so much to be thankful for in this country. I mean, being with our loved ones, food on the table, a roof over our head, being healthy. And here I am in the city of my birth, I mean, just behind City Hall, uh, about a click away, is um, where the, the place of my birth, Women's College Hospital. Tamara, do they call it Women's College Hospital <laughs> it's I mean, just... is that a little insensitive to the trans community? Maybe it's Persons College Hospital. Uh, who knows? And here I see people, not in Ramallah, but in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, the place of my birth where I've spent most of my life, marching up Bay Street in support of these savages and barbarians that carried out this attack on Israel in uh, on, on Saturday. And it's getting to the point, I don't even recognize my city anymore. And this is not a unique Toronto thing, there are other major Canadian cities where, that had this grotesque display, um, cities in the US as well, cities all across Europe. And I gotta think, especially if you're a Jewish person, It is, you know, post-Holocaust, the saying is never again. Well, you know what? It kind of looks like it's happening again, doesn't it, Tamara? (laughs) This idea of demonizing Jews and those who are pro-Israeli. And I have to say, in light of how the Freedom Convoy was treated last year, um, remember, uh, Prime Minister Blackface inferred that those people were Nazis, yet... Hamas, I think, fits the definition of an Islamo-Nazi terrorist group. And you saw all kinds of hateful slogans and signs there. Do you think, Tamara, is anyone going to be arrested Tamara Leach style? Do you think, Tamara, um, oh, I don't know, people are going to have their bank accounts frozen? Mm. Uh, is uh, blackface going to demonize those people? No, that, that, that doesn't... dovetail into the whole um, diversity is our strength and multiculturalism is fantastic, Mm -hmm. even though blackface, as his nickname indicates, mocks those who are racially different than him by donning blackface so many times that even the prime minister has lost count. Um, So it was the hypocrisy on display that really jarred me. And also, I look at some of the so-called allies marching with them. The most spectacular one of all, Tamara, was a trans uh, person. In this, it would be a man pretending to be a woman. And by that, folks, I mean an obvious male in every regard, uh, except that he was wearing uh, earrings and a dress. And um, Oh, and a face diaper, too, and uh, had an umbrella, even though there was zero uh, precipitation that day. It's very funny, all these people that hitch their wagon um, to a pro-terrorist march uh, and to an Antifa uh, demonstration. And in this case, Antifa, Intifada, hey, what's the difference? And my question to him, her, it, whatever you want to call, maybe it was a trans cat, who knows they, these them? days. Uh, they, them, yeah, got to get my pronouns straight, otherwise <laughs> I might be committing a um, a thought crime. I said to this person, how well do you think you would be treated in the Palestinian Authority? And of course, no comment. Um, and that was par for the course, Tamara, because they, you know, the organizers were shutting down. All of our interviews they wanted to make sure they controlled the narrative and I think the reason is uh, many of these people marching uh, would embarrass themselves but The answer, folks, is that if you're in the Palestinian Authority, I mean, forget about trans. If you're openly gay or lesbian, you're going up the express elevator of a uh, skyscraper and you're coming down, um, well, freelance. You're not coming down by. Those people are thrown off buildings. And it's kind of like I looked at this mockery of a woman marching in solidarity with the pro hamas people and all i could think of tamara it's like the chickens marching in a pro colonel sanders demonstration (laughs) right i mean like do you you know what you're even standing for um you know and i want to i'll I'll finish very quickly because i want to get your thoughts in terms of a tale of two demonstrations, um, and as you can see, that is Nathan Phillips Square. And by the way, the silver lining, compared to the last time the pro-Hamas crowd came out, which was May 2021, which we covered, there was easily, I would estimate, 10 times more uh, protesters back in 2021. They were even uh, climbing the arches over the reflecting pool. And. Um, and I was a little concerned because I don't know what the weight tolerance of that concrete was. And of course, you're not allowed to, uh, by law, climb those structures. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we turn a blind eye to these special people. But at seven o'clock at Mel Lastman Square, which was in the former North York se- section of Toronto, now it's just all Toronto, um, a solidarity with Israel uh, event took place. And a couple of notable things, uh, first of all, the, uh, huge police presence and not just a police presence, Tamara, but major intersections mm-hmm. all over Mel Lastman Square. And this is a commentary on the state of the world as it is, unfortunately. <clears throat> they were blocked off with City of Toronto, uh, dump trucks, or uh, not, uh, sorry, garbage trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it was literally a dam. And we know why, because when you have a few thousand pro-Israeli people and Jews congregating on a, in a square. In the world in which we live, do we know there not, might not be, and there you can see the yeah. uh, garbage trucks, some individual that mat, might pack a vehicle with explosives and uh, take out several hundred people. So this, again, this is... the The city of my birth, uh, Tamara, where uh, we have to lay siege to a section in order for a peaceful protest to take place. And by the way, that was the other thing that was very noticeable. You didn't see the Jews and the pro-Israeli people at Mel Lastman Square chanting death to the Palestinians, uh, destroy the Palestinian Authority, nothing like that. It was very peaceful by every definition, not that there were... Agitators there. Um, you can see it's a sea of uh, uh, Israeli flags. But um, yes, by um, foot traffic, uh, some Palestinian uh, or pro Hamas demonstrators came. And they were trying to bait uh, the crowd into uh, throwing haymakers with their, with their slogans. And all they got was copious quantities of raised middle fingers and F-bombs. In other words, nobody crossed the line, thank goodness, because this is what they want. They want to show that these people are violent, but nobody took the bait. And again, uh, in stark contrast to the hatred we saw on display in downtown Toronto, five hours earlier, and also the ramped up security, like I said, because, um, th- and, and for good reason, we have to live, I think today, Tamara, in a world where we say better safe than sorry. Uh, I mean, in all likelihood, there was probably going to be no terrorist attack if vehicle traffic was allowed on Young Street that night, but we don't know, do we? Mm-hmm.
2: No, you can never be too sure, which is probably why the uh, department... They deployed those vehicles to keep that line of separation between the two different sides, sides. And, you know, it's important to note here that there's extremism on... Both sides, and and the the pro Hamas side is a direct reflection of the extremist extreme yes. that you're seeing post the Saturday um, attack that where the Hamas terrorists broke through um, what is the wall called called there where they they broke through several key points of the border. Um, there is so much nuance involved in the situation. I mean, my question keeps going back to how did the Israeli defense not see this coming? Uh, that's a major point of contention for me personally where I go, how did how, how did no one see this coming? How are they not prepared for such an attack? And to see, you know, we had this write-up posted uh, on October 7th, so the day that this all unfolded, to see the way the liberals, the unions, the CBC minimized oh. this slaughter of innocent victims, right? There's innocent civilians being targeted and slaughtered for ideology and that's where this is so unfortunate and my heart really goes out to the innocent people that are caught in this, this crossfire and these attacks because obviously this, this is adjacent to a war crime um, and, and you have uh, the one of Canada as largest unions, QP yep. post on Twitter, Palestine is rising. Long live the resistance! And really validating this and normalizing this kind of extremism, murderous extremism, um, and that is really concerning to see on the Canadian socio-political landscape. Uh, there's there's this whole write-up that Sheila did on Saturday. Mm has some of these tweets and these retweets. Uh, CBC, the Palestinian Islamic group Hamas, launched the biggest attack on Israel in years on Saturday in a surprise assault, right, a surprise assault. So the wording's really strange, really downplaying the magnitude of this attack that combined gunmen crossing into several Israeli towns with a heavy barrage of rockets fired from the Gaza Strip nothing in there about how these are innocent civilians being targeted and uh, murdered because of a radically extreme ideology and we see that not necessarily this particular ideology infiltrating Canadian politics and as I mentioned our um, socio-political landscape but this kind of radical progressive extremism is very much aligned with things like the CBC, the union, so on and so forth, right? This normalization isn't far off from where they've been the last few years in terms of the political landscape and um, and these really progressive extreme idea
0: ideologues. Those tweets by CUPE, uh, Tamara were absolutely horrific. Um by the way, have they mm-hmm. been taken down yet? I I think at least one of them has. Uh, It took a while.
2: It took a while. And, you know, even in instances, and I'm not sure if we're going to get into this in a little bit, but Toronto Mayor Olivia Chow, I think it took her three times to get it right. She tweeted, tweeted and deleted and posted on X, whatever it's called now. Um, But it took her three different tries to get it right on this. Uh, And and she kept kind of wishy-washy changing her tune, wasn't sure which way the winds were going to blow politically for her and so she had to delete and repost um, her point or her stance three different times. You know I'm not
0: surprised because one thing I noticed at Nathan Phillips Square which folks have never been to Toronto that is the that's where Toronto City Hall is uh, physically located. Uh, the flag of Ukraine uh, was <laughs> you know there uh, uh, flying um, but remember this is three days after this terrorist attack, is it too much to ask uh, Mayor Chow to put up maybe the flag of Israel? Now, maybe in the meantime, there there has been uh, a flag raised, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it seems like uh, that might be a, a bridge too far or a flag too far, as the case may be. Uh, the other thing, I mean, this is, you know, when you see these celebrations uh, supporting Hamas, um, this is equivalent, I think, Tamara, to, um, you know, in the hours after 9-11, um, going out there and supporting the terrorists. Can I say terrorists? I, I know CBC wants me to use the word militants so or yeah. was militant to extreme, maybe uh, protesters. How about that? Um, and celebrating those people. And, and I don't exaggerate it, folks. The population of Israel, I believe, is almost 10 million people. So if you extrapolate uh, the death toll that happened in Israel in terms of a proportional American death toll, um, you're talking about 20,000 Americans killed in an act of terror. So it's um, kind of 9-11 squared, if you will, in uh, percentile times. Uh, By the way, isn't that amazing? Uh, Look at that brave woman with the um, uh, Israeli flag. Draped over her, standing up uh, to these mobsters. Um, There's our friend, Joe Warmington, in the orange vest, um, you know, giving uh, uh, proper and good journalism. And uh, thank goodness for the police presence. Um, I have no doubt that the smattering of pro Israel counter demonstrations to the pro Hamas people uh, would have had the you know what kicked out of them Mm -hmm. if there wasn't police. And no, I'm not speculating, because going back to 2021 in May, um, it's too bad we never got this on camera, but when those pro-israel demonstrators left to the parking lot just north of nathan phillips square they were followed and uh some were really brutally assaulted so these are the people you're dealing with and um apparently the union movement the the cbc the the whole love trump's hate uh contingency they are weighing in uh with these um pro-savagery pro-barbarism people and i've got to say this Samara, if you are coming out in the public square in Western cities um, and you are supporting barbarism and you are supporting savagery, uh, the question arises, maybe you kind of identify as a barbarian or a savage yourself. Or, I'm just saying.
2: As you've already mentioned, you don't even know why you're coming out. Often we <laughs> yeah. see that on this, the the typically politically left or in these sorts of cases where people come out to show the support for the current thing and they don't even know what they're supporting or why or how or they can't even ascertain or justify what it is exactly that brought them out. So it's um, I, I I suspect that that's also part of what's happening here. It's just it's the current thing and come out. There's an urgency The you have said the mainstream media has has said and you just have to be there because it's the current thing to support and mm-hmm. and people, for whatever reason, whether it's mindless drone or so on, um, they come out and support it. And I wanted to highlight too, David, what you mentioned a few minutes ago about how the CBC has been told not to report on um, the Israeli rampage and denounce them for what they are, which is terrorists. And this came from uh, a leaked email from allegedly from CBC's director of journalistic standards, which states that journalists should refrain from referring to Hamas gunmen as terrorists. And so we've posted uh, the email there yeah, that comes from, uh, again, the CBC's director of journalistic standards. <laughs> there he is, George Achi. Achi, I hope I'm not butchering it. but Standards. Um, yeah, and so he's instructed journalists to use fact-based language and not refer to militants as terrorists, apparently.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's funny, while you were speaking about that, Uh, And and how gross is that, that we're funding this uh, disgusting organization, the CBC, uh, Black Faces Propaganda arm. But um, I noticed there was one poster and it was Smash Israeli Apartheid. And, you know, going back to that trans thingy uh, that was marching with them, you know, for several years in the Toronto Pride Parade, there was a group, it's disbanded now, Called Queers Against Israeli Apartheid, and just think mm-hmm. about that, Tamara. Uh, in the Middle East, there is only one nation that has that hosts uh, Pride parades. That's Israel. There's one in Tel Aviv and one in Jerusalem. And if you try doing this elsewhere, oh boy, uh, you might see another little bit of um, barbarism and savagery break out against members of the uh, alphabet soup community. But the thing is, that proves that there is no apartheid in Israel. And I've been to South South Africa, I'm married to a South African, so I know a little bit about apartheid. But the point is, and there they are (laughs) marching along, it's just amazing. If the name of your organization, in this case, Queers Against Israeli Apartheid, if the very name of your organization is a lie, because there is no apartheid in Israel, then what is really motivating this kind of demonstration? And I'll tell you what it is. It is garden-variety anti-Semitism. They hate Jews. It is still alive and well, even 80 years removed from the Holocaust and the uh, mantra of never again. There are those who do want to do it again, uh, Tamara. And I think if you're a Jew anywhere in the world today, these are scary times.
2: Well, and especially to be even a Canadian and and or a Jew in Israel. Currently, our government is such a failure that they can't even get Canadians out of the war zone. And there has been reports circulating online that the embassy has been closed because, as I mentioned, it was Thanksgiving weekend. And yep. so the Canadian embassy, despite being in Israel, um, was allegedly closed. And Canadians aren't able to get in touch with any from anyone from the government. They're not able to, to plan and strategize how to get out of the country. I'm hearing reports that those who were able to get out of the country did so on their own accord. They're not waiting or relying on the government for anything. And is that really surprising given the grotesque ineptitude we've seen repeatedly of the Justin Trudeau Liberals? Its Minister of Transportation right now is uh, Rodriguez, Pablo Rodriguez, the, the same one responsible for all of the the online censorship and online harms yeah. bills, and then we have um, Minister of Foreign Affairs Melanie Jolie. I don't know what she's ever done that's really been uh, helpful or beneficial to Canadians, and um, the Minister of Defense, which is Bill Blair. Oh, <laughs> so geez. we have these three completely inept ministers in charge of the you know the safety and security of Canadians abroad, and. Where you know they're probably lavishing in their turkey dinners and saying, "Oh, we'll deal with it on Tuesday when we're back in the office."
0: Well, Melanie Jolet, our uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs, and by the way, Tamara, I really stress uh, the second word in her portfolio, affairs. At least when it comes to blackface. Anyway, I won't get into that right now, Uh, but she has disgraced herself. Um, She has said that um, she doesn't want to weigh in. She wouldn't connect uh, Iran, the world's largest state sponsor of terrorism, as funding uh, these Hamas butchers. And this is not a secret. This is, you know, a fact of the matter that Iran is behind this, mm-hmm. and and by the way, um, you know, not that I'm trying to give. Um Uh, Cover for inept uh, Canadian officials in terms of dealing with Canadians in Israel. The problem right now, of course, is um, the airport in Tel Aviv has basically been shut down. Why would that be? Oh, I think when you have 4,000 rockets flying across Israeli airspace and your flight plan (laughs) might dovetail with um, uh, those rockets, I, I think that's another disaster waiting to happen. So I think in the days ahead, if people are there, you're you've got no choice but to hunker down and wait this out and uh, see what happens. And by the way, another narrative that I keep uh, hearing about, and and Jolie was saying she's already hoping for a de escalation. De escalation. Israel hasn't even got into first gear in terms of what they're going to do to enact justice, but. I I will bet you a donut, Tamara Ugolini, that in the days ahead, you will see the usual suspects and the trained SEALs in the media going, um, now, Israel, don't act in a disproportionate response. And that always strikes me as perverse, Tamara, because in war, you play to win. And, you know, I mean, if this was back in the Second World War and, uh, you know, German forces took out 10 Allied tanks and killed 120 soldiers, uh, no general is going to say, well, make sure when we fight back, we only take out 10 tanks and kill 120 German soldiers. No. No if you want to win of course you're going to ask and you're going to act in a disproportionate uh, state of affairs uh if you go into a war with one hand tied behind your back you're going to lose and I'm telling you, that is going to be the narrative. It's already starting. Israel has laid siege uh, to the Gaza Strip in terms mm-hmm. of um, no fuel, uh, no water, no electricity going in. And uh, I would say to the um, Palestinians that live there uh, just get out of Dodge uh, because that might be the safest thing you can do. Another notable thing, Tamara, is that despite the rhetoric of those on the left, when you see an innocent Palestinian uh, die, that's basically um, an unintended casualty of war. Israel goes out of its way, the IDF goes out of its way in terms of announcing uh, where and when they're gonna strike Um, because the fact of the matter is that um, groups like Hamas, they have their weapons stored in hospitals, in schools, in daycares, they use human shields. And this is the challenge Israel has, whereas what we saw on Saturday, these were these Hamas terrorists coming over and deliberately targeting uh, innocent civilians. Young girls at a dance concert, elderly uh, people, um, some of whom had dementia and didn't even know what was going on, and killing, raping, butchering them. I think that's a big difference in terms of the moral equivalency of how Hamas acts and how the IDF responds.
2: Mm-hmm. And we have some um, video content to share with you and warning that there, mm-hmm. you know, there's a content warning associated with that. Obviously, we're not going to show any overly grotesque or um, or what's the word I'm looking for? Um Disturbing. Yeah, disturbing content. But um, maybe we'll go to a quick ad break, and then we'll come back and share some more clips with you on this topic.
3: Come on out November 25th. It's all aboard the Freedom Train in Niagara-on-the-Lake. You can check Rebel News for updates and also the Freedom Passport site.
4: Tamara Leach, who led the Truckers Convoy, will be sharing the stage with some of the finest
0: international recording artists. Like the Chop's Horns from New York City, who's played with Alicia Keys, Stevie Wonder, The Rolling Stones, and many more. Plus, New
5: World Sun just off a European tour. And the legendary R&B master, oh.
0: Leroy Emanuel. Get on the Freedom Train with Tamara Leach. Saturday, November 25th at niagara on the Central Community Center, 680 York Road. Get your tickets today at freedompassport.ca.
4: The Freedom Train is coming. Know your rights. Know your freedoms.
5: Hey, Ben Shapiro here. This November, the Wilberforce Project is bringing me to Canada. If you want to fight the woke machine destroying families, join me in Calgary for my talk, hosted by the Wilberforce Project. Go to benshapirolive.ca for info and tickets.
3: Do you want to start feeling like your pre-COVID self again? You're not alone. The wellness
2: company spike support formula is an all-natural supplement to help people do just that. It was created by cardiologist Peter McCullough and his expert team of doctors to help the people experiencing effects from COVID and the you-know-what. Go to twccanada.health slash rebel
4: today.
0: Um, We're going to get into a lot of relevant clips, as uh, Tamara mentioned before the ad break. Um, I think we've said uh, just about uh, everything we can say. and We we think it's important to show the visuals, and I'll tell you why. One individual I interviewed in the pro-Hamas demonstration yesterday uh, basically said that all the victims of that terror attack were IDF soldiers. He said there were no senior citizens, there were no children, um, and now we have <laughs> stories of babies being beheaded. Uh, so you can see, uh, I, I guess Tamara, as the saying goes, the first casualty uh, of war is truth, isn't it? Um, because already the spin cycle, in terms of who the victim group was, is um, is, is being distorted. So um, if a pitcher says, Um, a thousand words. I guess a video says a hundred thousand words and uh, we should get into that right away. And um, I believe from super producer Efron, he says that uh, we have a few clips of that um, grotesque pro Hamas parade in the city of my birth uh, yesterday. So why don't we uh, see some of the inanity and insanity on display
2: and again we're not going to be showing bloodshed and things like this but this is a graphic content warning even for myself some of the clips are very disturbing and so um i would proceed with caution but um yeah we have this first video to share where it says about 40 babies were taken out on gurneys cribs overturned strollers left behind doors left wide open (sighs) Um, This comes from I-24 News English where their correspondent Nicole Zedek continued to survey the scenes left behind
1: um, after a Hamas invasion. So we're actually still moving through the community. It's starting to exit now, but I want to show you just some of the destruction to these houses as well because as I showed you all the destruction that these terrorists committed on foot as they bombarded and massacred this community. There were also air raids and rockets happening overhead, completely taking out buildings like this one. So it was really a mixture of everything happening on the ground and and in the sky as well, completely devastating this community, truly horrific images that we're seeing. Now as we're leaving the community, you can see all of these soldiers here. As I said, so many of them called from their homes, jumping into action at a moment's notice. Many of these reservists leaving all of their families behind to be here to protect Israel's southern border, Uh, less than a quarter of a mile away. We continue to hear loud artillery and and shelling in the distance at the Gaza border uh, as we're walking out. So really, all of these soldiers are doing their best to protect us. The journalists who are also out here because they want us to see exactly what's happening and what they've been witnessing with their own eyes for these past three days. Many of them coming here Saturday night and they knew that no other soldiers had been here yet. And so they Kind of knew uh, an idea of, of what was happening, but but they, no one could expect that it would be like this. The horrors that I'm hearing from these these soldiers, uh, as I, as I mentioned earlier, about 40 babies at least. Were, were taken out on gurneys. Still, right now, they're going house to house, uh, still evacuating dead bodies, Nicole, killed Israeli citizens I, I, who were killed. I have to cut in. Inside it's such a,
4: such a shocking, jarring statement there. And just for our viewers, we're in a new hour here on the broadcast who, who very likely weren't with us last hour to understand that you've come in there to find this small community littered with the dead and slaughtered bodies of, of Israeli civilians primarily. And you're saying 40 babies, dead babies.
0: Tamara, um, 40 babies taken out on gurneys. Uh, you are a mother of several young ones. Mm-hmm. Can you even imagine? No, that's
2: it's unimaginable. Uh, that is what I say That when I say that my heart goes out to the innocent civilians on both sides who are caught in this crossfire. Um, it is an absolutely atrocious thought to have as a mother that is... your worst fear and, and completely unimaginable. So um, yeah, that's very difficult to come from that impartially, um, there's no neutrality there. That is a war crime and needs to be heavily denounced um, and 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 pushed back on and fought against. Um, it's atrocious what's happening. And then, you know, we have some clips here to share from our British Columbia correspondent, Drea Humphrey, where she went out on, I believe it was Sunday or yesterday, Monday, the holiday Monday in Vancouver, um, where supporters of the Hamas regime we're calling Canada a racist regime full of colonizers on stolen land.
1: This last settler colonialist project in the third world will be destroyed. I say, <laughs> I say, last settler colonialist project in the Middle East and in the third world because the most vicious settler colonialist occupation is we are living it here in north america and we are sure we are sure when the world is liberated the u.s empire will collapse and our brothers and sisters in the indigenous community will have full rights their full rights we are sure of that.
2: And very think, bizarre, um, very bizarre connection to try to draw there.
0: Absolutely.
2: Happening also in Toronto, there was another rally, as we've already touched on. But in this particular clip, I wanted to throw to um, the protesters or the the terrorist sympathizers who call out Prime Minister Trudeau, um, chanting, Justin Trudeau, you will see Palestine will be free. (laughs) Justin Trudeau, you will see Palestine will be free.
6: <laughs> you you, you think. Think. I I know, see. just
2: Getting back to comparing, you know, the way that the Freedom Convoy protested and things like this in the yeah. streets and how the Freedom Convoy was treated by the government, media, police, etc. cetera. I never heard a Freedom Convoy demonstration with such vitriol in their voice when never. they were protesting that never. like screeching. It's it's really unsettling to hear.
0: I have to tell you though, Tamara, I mean, I'm really torn by watching that clip Uh, pro Hamas demonstrators denouncing um, Justin Trudeau. It reminds me of the tagline for the movie Aliens versus Predator. You know, no matter which side wins, we lose. (laughs) I mean, like, who who do you support? You know, the blackface regime or pro Hamas people? But I want to say something. It's terribly unfashionable and politically incorrect. But I think this makes for a case, not only for Canada, but for other Western nations, that when it comes to immigration, I think we really have to screen who we are letting into the country. Mm -hmm. These are people on display um, who don't give a rodent's rectum about Western values, and on the contrary, uh, they're not quiet about it. They're flouting it in the streets. Um, We want more destruction. We want more death. Uh, We want more terrorism. Uh, The fact of that, you know, to see such a critical mass as opposed to, you know, just a couple of dozen people, uh, this is chilling for me. Again, that clip is from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, not Ramallah. And uh, that Gives me cause for concern about who exactly we're letting into our country.
2: Mm-hmm. There was a clip I'm trying to find it. Um, I think it was from Fox News where one of their reporters was interviewing um, a Hamas supporter, and they said, you know, essentially, do you do you back America first? And they said no. Uh, and he said, well, aren't you American? They said yes. And he said, and you don't back don't back America first? She said no, nope, I back. Um, Hamas or or Palestine, whatever it was. Anyway. So
0: let me. It's and that's case in point there. Case in point, and I think the follow up question was, or is, or should be, then why are you here? Yeah. Uh, like, wh- wh- if you aren't, I, I mean, in the U.S. don't you swear a pledge of allegiance? So right off the bat, you lied, and if your heart is with barbarians and savages back in the motherland, uh, killing innocent people, carting babies out and beheading them, uh, then why are you in a, uh, a land that subscribes to democracy and Western values? I don't get it, Tamara.
2: Yeah, I think I found the clip. Just give me a moment to share it. And um, maybe we can just throw that quickly to, to just drive that point To just drive that point home Um, while we wait for the clip to load we have a five dollar super chat from memory hole thank you Um, says repatriate Arab occupied Israel Mm. and um, here let's just throw to that Fox News clip and I think this is from yesterday do we have that here
4: Yes. Okay. I spoke to a guy before this and he said America first. You weren't happy with that lie. Israel would not exist without America. So, no America first for you. No. Are you an American? Yes. And you don't want to put America first? No.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, the defense. <laughs> I mean, it's. <laughs> oh, my straight goodness. Straight up, right? Uh, it, 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 it's shocking. And I think what it speaks to as well, if that was someone who was actually born in America as opposed to immigrating there. Uh, This speaks to, well, what we're seeing on the Transanity file in schools, Tamara, um, the indoctrination. Um, This is someone that's gone through the education system in the United States of America, where, um, you know, America is a colonialist, imperialist country, uh, where um, death to America, hey, nothing wrong with saying that. Uh, We have so much to be guilty for. These are people that hate their own country. That's what they're being taught, you know, and it's much like what, you know, as I said, with the... um, uh, The education regarding uh, trans, that um, trans women are real women and a man uh, pretending to be a woman can get into women's sports and women's shelters and women's prisons. And who are we to say that's wrong? In fact, that's more diversity. It should be (laughs) celebrated and cheered. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm.
2: and you'll have a full report on what happened yesterday out in the field but we have this first small 15 second clip here which really highlights the dehumanization um, under the guise or, or because of these differing ideologies
6: you know,
2: So basically, he's saying there's no such thing as Israel. It's self-defense.
0: Yes. uh, No such thing as Israel that a real Jew denounces the state of Israel, that the solution for the crisis in the Middle East in that neighborhood, Tamara, it's a one-state solution, which is to say it's a Palestinian state only. This speaks to the bigger problem, that over the decades... Uh, in the peace process that has always proven futile, um, when the Palestinians are getting uh, in one peace deal, I think it goes back to the Clinton years, uh, 98% of what they were asking for, 98%. Now, now, Tamara, if you're negotiating a deal and you're getting 98% of your demands, that's not a good deal. That's an incredible deal. That's an exceptional deal. But it's not enough. And um, therefore... Um, it, you know, uh, again, it might be unpopular to say this, but I think based on all those failed attempts, including land for peace, money and land for peace, and it's always no, no, no. And then you see this act of barbarism in uh, on Saturday. Um, it makes me wonder if the Palestinian people are mature enough to have their own state uh, because their actions speak otherwise.
2: Well, and... I just want to really drive Home the point that there is the radical Hamas terrorists, yep. and then there are innocent Palestinians yeah. who are caught in this crossfire. And we should really make sure to note that there, you know, the entanglement of the extremes is really where we get lost in the nuance and yeah. and not to contribute further to that dehumanizing on either side, and because there are innocent civilians being caught here, and that is the most atrocious and atrocious part of.
0: No, no, you're quite right. And if we look at the Gaza Strip, you're talking about 2 million residents. It is probably the most densely populated strip of territory on planet Earth. And of course, not all Palestinians are simpatico Mm -hmm. with groups like Hamas. And that, you know, the question arises, who was the real winner here based on Saturday? Um, already uh, Israel is ramping up uh, to enact justice as it should. And unfortunately, uh, with the bombings in retaliation and with the, um, the siege in terms of fuel and food and electricity, uh, it is going to be those Palestinian citizens that are going to be victimized. Mm-hmm. Um, but what else can Israel do? Mm-hmm. This, this, I mean, this, this can't be, uh, oh yeah, sorry about that uh, little um, act of savagery on Saturday. Can we get back to the bargaining table? and uh, discuss the latest uh, peace deal. No, I think, Tamara, this is going to go on for months, if mm-hmm. not more than a year. And we're just seeing the beginning of it. And for the likes of uh, Jolie to say, let's have a de-escalation before it even escalates. Are you kidding me? And not even uh, pointing a finger at the sugar daddy for Hamas, which is Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I wonder, I wonder what's behind that. Do you think Jolie doesn't want to offend the sensibilities of Liberal Member of Parliament, um, Jaheed, uh, or Mahid Johari, um, almost said jihadi there, uh, Freudian slip. Uh, you know what, folks, I live, and this was interesting, at the uh, Israel event last night, We saw many members of the Persian community waving the flag of Iran in solidarity with Israel. And again, it's Mm -hmm. important to differentiate um, the Persian people from the Islamic regime, uh, because I think the biggest victim group of the Islamic regime are uh, the Iranians that live in Iran. But they were out there in support of Israel. I live in a, a city, Richmond Hill. I believe the Persian minority, it's very significant. I think it might be as big as 14%. And it's kind of funny, Tamara. um, I've had nothing but admiration for the Persians I deal with there. I go to their shops. I go to their fantastic restaurants. Uh, Great people, except for one, the Member of Parliament for Richmond Hill, who actually has his allegiance with the tyrannical, terrorism-supporting state of Iran. How in blue hell did that ever happen? Yeah.
2: That's a great question and remains unknown oh, because yeah. you've investigated. Well, Blackface
0: and- calls him a great man. And they've just shut the door
2: in your face repeatedly, if I remember those reports correctly. If you can even find him. (laughs) And call Um, the police. (laughs) Yeah, of course. We have another rumble rant from Ableist SL, who gives $5. Thank you. While regressives tend to defend Palestine to the point of anti-Semitism, secularist Jews, especially in Israel, despite being woke, tend to consider themselves completely exempt from intersectionalism. This mm. is a loaded, a loaded comment. Well, and let's not let's remember too that uh Israelis were just starting to rise up in protest against Netanyahu um, what, ten days ago? I think it was October 1st. They took to the streets. You're starting to see right. how much the COVID response actually harmed them. They're the most locked down, most injected population, arguably, on earth. And so they were starting to say, Hey, wait a minute, we don't appreciate and we don't agree the way that our government responded to the COVID regime and the COVID narrative. And uh, lo and behold, 10 days later, all of a sudden, a war breaks out in the country. So uh, that's an interesting kind of nuance to note recent, not even historically, like just recently, 10 days ago, um, Israelis were out in the streets protesting.
0: Yeah. And there's been huge protests, too, on a totally different matter, uh, Tamara. And that is the judicial reforms that the Netanyahu government is trying to enact, because basically, uh, you're having a country increasingly governed by unelected judges, uh, by street- striking down uh, bills of the government. But I think one of the backstories here, uh, when you look at the international uh, politics of this region, um, you saw recently Israel and Saudi Arabia, of all people. Um, getting involved in diplomacy to see if Saudi Arabia could be part of the Abraham Accords, uh, something I believe seven Middle East nations are something that Donald Trump uh, should have got the Nobel Peace Prize for. But you mm-hmm. know, Trump derangement syndrome can't give him it credit for anything. And that is an important point because Iran, I think wanted to derail these talks. These talks are now on hold, obviously, uh, because Iran sees itself. That is the regime of Iran. Again, I'm differentiating between the regime and the people of Iran. They want to be the straw that stirs the drink in the region, not Saudi Arabia. And I think this was, given the timing, deliberate sabotage to end those uh, you know negotiations of having uh, Saudi Arabia Uh, come into the Abraham Accords. Mm -hmm.
2: And I'm sure we'll learn about some more of that context as Avi Yamini heads over and starts uh, populating his reports on that page, The thetruthaboutthewar.com. We have another uh, rumble rant that we'll get to as well. Maminka gives $15. Thank you. I'm looking forward to Avi's reports. There you are, from Israel. Israel being the only tiny democracy in the middle of the Stone Age. No respect for fanatics who abuse their own women and children. Yeah, very powerful. And um, we have so many more clips to, to get to here. We have another $5 from Just a Bot. It says, according to Quran, lying to infidels is not lying at all. Um, mm, I guess, heard that, yes. let's, let's just try to ramp through some of these clips. And again, if you want to see more or see about what happened over the weekend with some of these clips and reports, you can do that at the truthaboutthewar.com because we have a lot here and there's just no way we're going to get to all of this. We're already at 201.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Time flies. So,
2: <laughs> and I know you're out heading out on another mission specialist. Yeah, n- nothing mission. to
0: compare, uh, to right. what's happening happening half a world away folks but uh, um, uh, a a jaw-dropping story nevertheless but
2: well let's get to what the political class has chimed in thus far on this situation we'll share with you the the first clip that we have uh, from Justin Trudeau so um, let's just throw to that quickly and we'll get to a couple more before we end for the day.
5: Unequivocally and in the strongest possible terms, condemns these terrorist attacks perpetrated by Hamas. We stand with Israel and reaffirm our support for Israel's right to defend itself in accordance with international law. The attacks this weekend were brutal and horrific. We heard stories of people who were there at the Music Festival for Peace when gunmen started shooting. We saw images of parents shielding their children to protect them from rockets. Women and kids have been forced out of their homes and kidnapped. Images and the um, imagining what it must have been. Middle of the night as doors were kicked in. People ripped from their beds. It's unimaginable. We know that even Holocaust Holocaust survivors were kidnapped. The indiscriminate killing of civilians, the sexual violence, the violence against women, children, and elderly people, these acts are sickening and completely unimaginable. The glorification of death and violence and terror has no place anywhere, including and especially here in Canada. So let me be very clear, Hamas terrorists aren't a resistance, they're not freedom fighters, they are terrorists and no one in Canada should be supporting them, much less celebrating them.
2: Justin Trudeau, what about QP?
0: Well, uh, I would say two things. Uh, I guess it's true Tamara Ugolini what they say, Uh, even a broken clock is correct twice a day. Um, But on the other hand, what has my spidey uh, senses tingling a bit is that line where we're going to stand with Israel to defend itself in accordance with international law Mm -hmm. and words matter because already i heard an interview i can't remember the individual's name it was a commentator on middle east affairs who was already suggesting that israel by preventing electricity fuel and food to go into gaza um, could fit the definition of a war crime um so without firing a A single bullet, uh, just this siege in order to, um, you know, have Hamas at bay uh, is considered a war crime. Is this what um, Blackface is inferring here uh, in terms of in accordance with international law, that Mm. Israel yet again has to fight with one hand tied behind its back? Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I I think the country, the government, Netanyahu— really They don't give a rodent's rectum what the world community has to say or Mm -hmm. what the UN has to say or the international uh, law has to say. Uh, They have to defend themselves by any means necessary. And based on what happened on the weekend, Tamara Ugolini, can you blame them? Mm
2: -hmm. Well, and I I want to contrast that as well with what leader of the opposition, Pierre Polyev, had to say, um, which we also have a short clip to. And I think after that one, maybe we'll try to get to Melanie Jolie's. I noticed that our battery's dying here as well. So we'll have to be... Mindful okay. of that. But here, let's throw to Leader of the Opposition, Pierre Polyev, and his condemnation.
0: In starting my remarks
4: tonight, let me be explicitly clear. Hamas is not a militant organization. It is not an activist organization. It is surely not a government. It is a s- sadistic,
0: demonic, genocidal, terrorist. Death cult, and it must be defeated and destroyed. In starting, hmm. yeah, you know, Tamara, I, I urge our viewers uh, to check out uh, Mr. Polyev's speech because uh, it's about seven minutes long, I do believe, and he nailed it, he hit it out of the ballpark. Uh, it was so refreshing, uh, the honesty there, and maybe we should compare. Uh, Pierre Polyev weighing in, uh, with uh, Melanie uh, Jolie, mm-hmm. Minister of Foreign <clears throat> Affairs, uh, and the mealy mouth words she had to say about this. We're just gonna look for that clip, uh, folks.
2: Yeah, and you know, I love how succinct Pierre Polyev can be. Like, you know, Justin Trudeau is just always so emotive and drawing on those, those emotions, and um. That's this is why I I always like to contrast how Pierre Polyev responds, because it's very pointed, very succinct, very logic, rational, reasonable approach versus Justin's Trudeau breathless emotion that he just can't seem to curtail. Anyway, let's show this Jolie clip.
4: You call these attacks uh, terror attacks. Canada designated Hamas as a terrorist organization uh, about 20 years ago. But, but there were protests across Canada this weekend and even today, um, in some ways celebrating the Hamas attacks uh, that you've decried. There have been calls for your government to condemn these protests here in Canada. Will you do that?
3: Well, we know that according to Canadian law, the Hamas Hamas is a terrorist organization. So of course we don't support it. Um, and at the same time, we've always been clear um, when it comes to um, uh, our relationship with Israel. So the position of our government uh, uh, stands. At the same time, there ho- have been hostages. The hostages must be released. And like I said, civilian lives must be protected. So these will be difficult days for ahead and right now and ahead for Israeli people, for Palestinian people, for Canadians, for the world. And you Canadians can know that the government and the Prime Minister and and myself are absolutely engaged 24-7 on this issue.
4: But but, but Minister, what do you say to Canadians or other people in this country who might go to a protest uh, that, that critics say is purporting to celebrate what Hamas has done. I mean, should these protests be happening? There've been some calls by others to, to maybe find a way to prosecute this over supporting terrorism. I, I don't know if, if it goes that far or not in your view, uh, but what is your message to Canadians that might attend these protests, given what's happened in the last 48 hours or so?
3: Oh, we don't, su- we don't support Hamas. We don't support also what they've done and we don't support hate speech. That's what I can tell you. And meanwhile, of course, the Minister of Public Safety will do its work working with local authorities.
4: But do you condemn the protest, Minister? I guess that's what I'm trying to understand. There have been calls directly for the Prime Minister to do it uh, because he's not here. I'm going to ask I'm, you. I'm,
3: but David, I'm answering your question. Of course, we can't support the celebration of Hamas terrorist attack. Of course, we don't. So we don't.
2: <laughs> the double speak, right? We we can't support it, but we also can't condemn it. It's this political double speak. It's really bizarre. And maybe yeah. she just didn't fully have her talking points ready.
0: What a lightweight. Uh, And, wow, he had to, you know, I'll give kudos to that CBC journalist. Uh, Jeez, there must be a blue moon uh, in orbit right now. I mean, he was trying to get her to come out and answer that question. It looked like about three attempts, um, Tamara. And, you know, it's funny, too, at the Solidarity for Israel gathering uh, last night, um, one of the speakers was uh, Toronto Liberal MP Yara Sachs. Uh, She's the one that... uh, infamously said that honking your horn twice, honk, honk, is an acronym. I mean, what a moron. Yes. She doesn't even know what an acronym is, but is an acronym for Heil Hitler. I wonder, um, you know, now at Mel Lastman Square, as I mentioned, for security reasons, Young Street was closed to uh, vehicle traffic, so there was zero honking. But there was plenty of honking downtown Toronto five hours earlier by the pro-Hamas people. Is Yarra Sachs going to call them Nazis or neo-Nazis or Islamo-Nazis for their horn honking? Or does that just uh, pertain uh, to the Freedom Convoy folk? What a disgrace.
2: Yeah, and I, I'm actually surprised to see that pushback from CBC journalists, especially oh, yeah. after they were instructed not to refer to these uh, attacks. <laughs> Um, or, or Hamas as terrorists. So the CBC, I can't imagine what they're going, what they're doing and the, the frenzy that they must be in today on Tuesday after hearing Justin Trudeau denounce that um, using strong, harsh language like terrorist. Yes. Um, and now the CBC, they must be in a frenzy trying to figure out their journalistic stance. And um, what were they called? They were calling it their, their journalistic stance. Um, let me just pull it up to find the exact wording here. Uh, standards, their journalistic <laughs> standards on whether or not they should refer to a Hamas gunman as terrorist, which they were previously instructed not to. So let's see if there's a a change there in their standard after hearing the way that uh, the political sphere has denounced these unfoldings. Uh, we have one more rumble rant to get to, and then we there was so much left to cover, but um, maybe. We will move on to tomorrow. Or, as I mentioned, anybody who would like to follow our coverage, you can do that at the, tru- the truth about the war.com. This uh, next chat comes from JCMN84, gives $5. Thank you. I dare any CBC reporter to walk downtown in any metropolitan city in Canada with a Palestinian flag and Israel flag, I think is what he meant to say, and see firsthand the response they experience from the public mm. and document it.
0: Well, that's not going <laughs> to Go down happen. with the camera. yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's for sure. So, well, you know what? Um, I see we're uh, almost 15 minutes after the hour. So, but this was a very important issue. Uh, we'll be talking about this, I suspect, weeks, months. Um, this isn't going away anywhere soon. We have no idea what's going to unfold uh, in the days to come, uh, but we're going to be on it. And thank goodness, Avi Amini is going to Israel um, to really uh, keep an eye on things. Uh, good for you, uh, Avi. So. Uh, Tamara, I want to uh, thank you for co-hosting. I mentioned Thanksgiving at the top of the show. You're one of the people I'm thankful for, too. And I'm thankful that you come into the office uh, on uh, Tamara Tuesdays. It's so much better than doing it virtually. Thank you to super producer Efren. Thank you to our audience, especially those of you who are generous enough to give us some uh, super chats. That's how we keep the lights on. Greatly appreciated, as always. I believe I'm back here tomorrow, maybe with Sheila Gunn-Reed, maybe with Drea Humphrey. Who knows? But in the meantime, as always, folks, stay safe and stay sane.